Hey everybody, welcome to episode 67 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. This week I want to speak of a love that has no name and that is the love you have for your hunting buddy. Or if you haven't yet felt the sandpaper-like application of sunscreen, then this is the episode for you, as I try help you find a hunting partner or buddy. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available from the links in the episode show notes below. And if you want to interact with me and the show, that information's in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I hope your hunting has been happy and fruitful this last few weeks. So you may have or may not have noticed my absence from your lives in the last three weeks. This was totally unplanned and very upsetting as my dad suddenly passed away after a short illness. I won't go into it much, but to give you a measure of the impact of his passing, I'll recant a story that I think of all the time, but I don't think I've ever told anybody, or at least not many people. And that is, when I was about 10, I was walking to the shop with my dad, and we were chit-chatting, and my dad asked me the question that every dad asks. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I paused and I thought for a bit and I said to my dad, I want to be just like you, dad. He rubbed my hair and we went on to the shop. I want to point out that on the way home, he made me carry a four stone bag of spuds, laughing and saying, I'll make a man out of you yet. But from that moment on, he exposed me to electronics, engineering, turned a blind eye when I was dismantling old CRT TVs in my bedroom to build radios. And as a regular occurrence, my mother would make him check to make sure I wasn't plugging anything into the main circuit of the house, which he always said I wasn't, even though he rarely checked. Needless to say, my dad was my hero, and he passed away two weeks ago now, and I'll probably never be the same again, but I have metal detecting to help me get through it. The first thing I did when I got home was to go detecting, and that helped a lot. I couldn't concentrate and I didn't find much, so I resigned myself to drinking a beer in the sun of Ireland's once-a-year heatwave slash two-week summer. But I did put the feelers out to research my recent bottle finds, and info did start to come in. It seems to have been produced in the early 1900s by Kings of Dublin, and I have been provided a pic of what the bottle looked like in perfect condition, which I put up a while ago on Instagram if anybody's interested. In podcast news, I have changed the show's website on www.themetaldetectingshow.com so that it doesn't require so much maintenance, giving me some time back to focus on content. So that's also good. Plus, I have also traded in my car for a VW transporter van with the intention of converting it to a camper van, allowing me to record on the road, but most importantly, allowing me to take longer trips and adventures with a month on the road planned for next summer. So hopefully there will be some good content from that next year. Fingers crossed. So this week I want to discuss the love that has no name. Because it doesn't. I'm only messing really. But I want to talk about getting a hunting buddy or partner. The benefits of a buddy and some pitfalls to watch out for. I have some experience with this over the years with two attempts coming to mind. 
One being a guy who reached out to me on a form. We exchanged numbers and arranged to meet up at a beach, which seems sensible, but I think the need for a white rose in my lapel a bit excessive. Anyways, with every interaction prior to the meetup, he was at pains to remind me to bring my CTX, which I did, and on the day he had a good go of it, took it for a spin for a few hours, we chatted for a bit after, but once the day was done, he never called me again and ghosted me. He only went and used me for a go of my CTX. All by myself. I thought the whole experience weird, and when my second experience came about, I was super wary, and to be fair to the second fella, he was super keen to meet up and share permissions the whole nine yards, but I was burnt from the first time, so I let that one fizzle out. I think that's the key. You have to treat it like a relationship, and you get out of it what you put into it, and it is not for everyone. The hobby in itself is quite solitary and lends itself to the introverted hunter, but it doesn't have to be like that. There are many benefits to having a hunting buddy. Such as security, for example. When hunting in numbers, you are not an easy target for the nerdy wells looking for trouble. Together, you can cover more ground. Plus, you can learn from each other. There is the simple companionship of it. No, I'm not talking about when a man loves a woman type of companionship. When a man loves a woman, I'm talking about the camaraderie of a liked-minded individual sharing experiences and adventures together, like Calvin and Hobbes or Lance and Andy. This has a huge impact on mental health, and it is a well-known fact that the majority of men find it difficult to build relationships with other men outside of the family unit. For example, how many of you right now can say you have a best friend, or someone who is a friend that wasn't a friend you met in school or work. Apparently not many of us can, and as we get older, these friendships we do have wane to be replaced with family life. In Ireland, it's totally normal for the wife to build relationships in the community, while the husbands only show their pale faces when their kids need collecting, and can only communicate with eyebrow raising. I think you can get what I'm saying without any weirdness or my messing about. The benefits of a hunting buddy are huge and make total sense and we should all try and get one. But it's hard guys, it's hard. It's hard because getting a hunting buddy can go from 0 to 100 pretty quick and for it to work you have to surrender and turn any paranoia you may have to trust very quickly. Think about it. You're talking about sharing permissions, splitting fines 50-50, or at least having a clear conversation about the division. You have to come with terms with the potential for the other party to make a life-changing find on your permission. It's a big ask and a high trust exercise, but there are always ways to help it along. If you don't already know the person, my first suggestion would be to go for a few park hunts or beach hunts together. That would give you some time for you to measure up this person and trust them and vice versa. Once you decide to start sharing permissions, you firstly need to have a clear conversation about the rules of engagement. For example, whether the other party can only go on your permissions with you present and vice versa. Discuss what happens if you do find something significant. Is it 50-50? Remember, if there's a farmer involved, it'll probably be 25-25-50 with 50 going to the farmer, not 33-33-33, unless the farmer agrees in advance, which, to be honest, is unlikely. Or is it good old finders keepers? Whatever it is, you need to have the conversation, ensuring every party is coming away from it happy and confident. 
So what is a good hunting partner? Well, a good hunting partner will help you share permissions, share the research, share the cost of travel if traveling together, is someone eager to learn and share experiences. And let's be honest, is a bit of crack and easy to get along with, but most of all, trustworthy. So how can you go about finding such a hunting partner? Well, in the old days, there used to be an almost like classifieds in the hunting magazines looking for hunting buddies. Now you might find a notice in a brick and mortar detecting shop. If there is a local detecting club, join. Finding a hunting buddy will almost happen naturally in this situation through organised meetups and events. Plus, you will always have like a peer review in a club situation where a simple whisper in your ear to warn you away from someone. It has been known to happen that a farmer can give several detectorists permission to hunt on their land and inevitably it will occur that you will bump into each other at some stage. I have heard a recent story from a listener whose name will remain anonymous but recanted to me and asked advice of me on what to do as he caught another detectorist watching him hunt from the verge using a pair of binoculars and was returning as a nighthawk on his permission. So don't be that guy. Mostly these days, people organise partnerships via Facebook groups, forums and online detectorist buddy databases. There is a certain element to internet safety required here, so try and get a reference or at least see a body of content by the potential buddy to help you determine the actual character of the potential. If someone joins and their first post is to look for a buddy, make sure to vet them before agreeing to meet up. So you found a likely candidate. Normally, you just ask if they want to meet up. And if they do, I would go with what I suggested prior. Meet up in public areas till you're ready to share. Some red flags to watch out for initially. Looking for you to share all of your permissions with none reciprocated. Reluctance to discuss the rules of engagement. And generally, if you don't feel comfortable, kill the relationship. But first step needs to be made by you. And that starts by letting down your barriers. If you have any positive stories about having a detecting buddy, let me know. But also let me know if you have some juicy negative ones. That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so now on www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. Also, if you would like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, if you've enjoyed this episode, we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting.